Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I'm sure this movie could give you another reason not to go in the water. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss The Beach House, which released in 2019 from writer-director Jeffrey A. Brown. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Emily and Randall, a young couple who have gone to Randall's family's beach house for a bit of a dirty weekend. When they get there, they meet Jane and Mitch, an older couple who have also been given permission to stay at the beach house for the weekend. As the four of them settle in, they notice something strange in the air coming from the ocean, and Emily realises that they are all in serious danger. So this is Jeffrey Brown's feature film debut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, looking at his IMDb page, had done a couple of short films, uh, but he'd mostly worked throughout his career as a location scout manager for over 40 movies. Wow. So I was like, okay, so this guy's had some experience, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see that this was his debut film, and it's premiered at a film festival, Mm -hmm. and uh, then was subsequently picked up by Shudder, who (laughs) got exclusive rights, to uh, to stream the film in all territories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. Obviously, this was a director I'd never heard of, a film that I'd never heard of as well. So I was pleasantly surprised when to look up the film that a lot of people were saying it's very much so a Lovecraftian kind of adaptation. So mm-hmm. I was immediately kind of intrigued by it. Yeah. Uh, but also, as I've heard you say many a times, I do like the Shudder channel. <laughs> However... Uh-huh. The quality of the movies on there sometimes will vary. Yes, quite, uh, qu- quite, quite rapidly between good and stuff you don't really want to watch. <laughs> yeah, being nice. Yeah, being be nice. nice. Like I, it's not like I don't like Shudder. It's just, it's not Shudder's not Netflix. You know, Shudder's not. You know, in the cinema, I don't think I've known many films to go to the cinema and say, "Hey, we're going to Shudder." You know, it's literally they are made. And they go to Shudder, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Well, I don't say, I mean, we're, we're talking about streaming services now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I honestly think that Shudder's come quite a long way. Because when I first subscribed to Shudder, I was just like, I don't see my subscription lasting, and it didn't. And then, like, years and years later, I'm like, they're still going. Well, yeah, and their because... library has vast, vastly you know, increased. Because first-time directors, first-time film creators yes. are saying, like, look, I've got this film, nobody else is picking it up, and this horror stream service is like, well, we'll take it. And not that this film is is, is bad. It's, it's all right. But, you know, I, I was very good. I didn't wiki it. What the? I know. I was just like, I was making my notes and I was like, you know what, Ian? Let's go into this role. Let's let's see what happens. Because uh, from the poster... I, I'm guessing I knew more about the film going into it than you did. <laughs> oh, totally. That's totally. first. <laughs> That's it. Well the, well, the poster was literally just, you know, uh, the main actress, Liana Liberato, uh, who plays Emily, just the, kind of the top of her head from her eyes, looking at you from these beach steps. So I honestly thought going into it that it was some kind of like relationship kind of torment maybe you know sleeping with the enemy type thing well it's funny that you should say that okay (laughs) (laughs) because the 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 writer director has said in interviews that you know some of the inspiration for writing this film came when he went to a beach house with his girlfriend and experienced a terrible breakup oh so (laughs) i was like well we've kind of most well we've all had breakups at a nice beach
beach house. <laughs> but we've all experienced breakups. I was like, well, I mean, okay, I understand that's where the emotion's coming from. Yeah, yeah. And we get to see it with our with our two characters is that the relationship, it seems loving, but it also you can tell that something's not quite right. Yeah. Apparently they're trying to reconnect and rebuild on this relationship, but I could tell that she probably needs to get away from him. Yeah. Uh, but also the director did say that he drew from his other inspirations and his love for 50s sci-fi. Nice, and nice. So yeah. you'll, uh, his inspirations were listed as Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Aliens, Shivers, The Quartermass Experiment, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and a couple of others. So, I mean, straight away, I, I knew all this going into the film, so that got me very excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i sat there watching this couple drive up, and, I mean, weirdly enough, the, the opening had said it so that there was something weird with the ocean. There was something weird in the water. We could see It's the this, opening shot, isn't it? Yeah, we can see this stuff kind of bubbling up under uh, underneath the ocean, and you're like, oh, okay. That's, that's kind of where my mind was like... Oh, Ian, there's no sleeping with the enemy. There's some kind of weird fucked up shit that's going to come out from the water and do some bad stuff to some people. And I was really surprised because, like I said, I'm, I'm using Wikipedia to, to research my notes. And I realized there's only four actors in the whole movie. You know, we've got Liana Liberato playing Emily. We've got Noah Legros playing Randall, who, like, I don't think Noah Legros has been in anything else. I didn't recognize anyone but one actor in this <laughs> film. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, Marianne Nagao, who plays uh, Jane Miller, and Jake Weber, who plays Mitch Miller. And Jake are, are instantly recognizes the main guy from Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. know, who, who works with Sarah Polly. And like I said, watching Emily and Randall drive up to the beach house is really nice. You know, you can see where the director's... Uh, location scouting kind of expertise came in. Well, apparently the the place was the producer of the film's father's uh, beach house. Oh, yeah, totally. So basically, they got it for for free. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but but at the same time, when they go in there, I'm like, you can totally tell they're renting this place or Airbnb, so don't touch anything, don't make a mess. Well, it was also off season, which also explains why when they look around, there's nobody around. There's nobody there. It's absolutely empty, and I, I really kind of like that. You know, it, it settles you into being isolated from the rest of the world. But immediately they walk in, you know, and Emily and Randall are kind of, like I said, they're trying to rekindle this romance that we don't know why they've kind of stopped hanging out. But he's like, what do you want to do? And she's like, she just gives him this look and they go upstairs and I'm like, oh, that's a bit awkward. Like sex right at the beginning. I, I was really surprised there wasn't a sex sequence. Yeah, just the after. Yeah. Just the after. But even then, when you get to the after, she's lying there, Emily, looking at the ceiling, kind of feeling uncomfortable. To the point where, like, she's had sex but doesn't look like it was the greatest thrilling experience of her life. <laughs> no. You know, and then she gets up and... No, now, I just want to bring up, it's kind of a... I only really noticed it with this movie. It's right. kind of like a, a, a small pet peeve. But, like, if you're in bed with your lover, like, how often do they, like, Whoa. you know? <laughs> it always bugs me when they get up and, like, they hold the duvet. She's literally dragging it off him and she gets away to get dressed almost in private. So I was like, it's either just to preserve, you know, the actress's modesty. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I run with that, yeah. Or it's the fact that she really just doesn't want to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a bit of both. I noticed yeah. that as well, where I was just like, they're trying to hide the boobs, which... In movie terms, if you can do that, you're, you're getting, what, a 15 rating? Yeah, yeah, Maybe, yeah. you know, but at the same time, the way that uh, Noah LaGrosse's Randall character is kind of interacting with Emily, she's really uncomfortable. He's given, he, it's not like he's giving her grief, but he's saying to her, like, oh, yeah, you should totally give up your, uh, you know, your college Your master's work and, degree. And, your master's yeah. degree and all that, and you should, we should just move into this house here and live here for the rest of our lives. 
and she she kind of mentions something about it being his dad's place which then he kind of just ignores so you know that there's something wrong with randall and his dad which I didn't. I didn't see who wrote the story. I don't know if it same was the, director, right? Same director. director. Yeah. So we've said it before. You know, when when you've got a serious skill working behind film, sometimes writing it and then directing it isn't where your your talents lie. But I did like the fact that um, Emily. You know, after she's gone toilet, she notices something's weird with the water, and then she happens to go downstairs and notices in the kitchen that there's plates with half-eaten food on there. You know, she's kind of notice that there's pills in the in the bathroom as well with uh, Jane's name on it so you're like someone's here and then we see Jane come in so it's still at this point I didn't know it was sci-fi I thought it was going to be like the visit right yeah and uh, so she creeps back upstairs she gets dressed she's just like look there's somebody down there go down there and see and then she's not there so I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah. where did she go Oh, no. uh, but they do eventually meet up with Jane and with uh, with Mitch and they explain that, yeah, you know, the, the father had also given them permission to stay there. Yeah, and of course, because he hadn't, you know, because Randall hadn't told his dad yeah. that he was going to be staying there. There's the conflict. And, you know, and then Mitch is like, well, I'm an expert cook. So, you know, I can't wait to have dinner with everyone and share yeah. the experience. So it's yeah. just like, OK, so and this is where my problem with the movie starts to, to go, because. <laughs> We're getting to like 15 minutes, 20 minutes into the film. And I'm like, okay, we've had some interesting character bits. Yeah. But it's the, the, the actual plot of the film isn't going anywhere. No. Like we're, we're, we're just establishing these characters and then we're just, they're having conversations, which is quite foreshadowing mm. because she starts to explain about planets and how they're formed and how they're inhospitable for so long. Yeah, gases, particles, and how just one tiny little element could cause catastrophic change on, you know, on a planetary level. So yeah. Like, okay. There's very cosmic horror kind of stuff, you know, being mentioned. Yeah. We've real, had the hints with the water. It was real convenient that she, her skills were in exactly what we needed for the movie. It, well, it's probably one of following <laughs> this character. Yeah. <laughs> I want to study astrobiology at the University of Washington. They have a great program. What is that? Life on other planets? Kind of. Um, it actually has more to do with life on this planet. How organisms can adapt to extreme environments that we could not even survive. Um, but they sat there, they're having lunch, uh, they're having dinner, and they're having a couple of glasses of wine. And, you know, Jake Weber's probably the best actor out of all four of them. I he's mean, the most recognisable, and I do also agree that I think he gives the strongest performance. Yeah, he did, you know, the, the other people are actually really trying to establish their characters, but like Gary said, these characters aren't really going to go anywhere. So we're hearing about Jane, she's ill, and that's why she's on this medication. We don't know why, we don't know what it does, we don't know what she has. Um, well, from the conversations that, uh, that Mitch has, you know, because he talks about... Uh, I mean, again, it's a parallel to what will happen in the film about a transformation yeah. uh, and how it's irreversible. And I think some of the, the tablets there will uh, reference or, or, or are for medicating um, dementia or Alzheimer's. Right. And there's right. also something there to, um, to keep the emotions in check as well. So right. uh, I'm guessing that that's what it is. And I mean, at first when she th turned up, I thought she was blind. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was a blind lady because she doesn't even look at them. She's kind of looking away from them. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. she's a blind lady. So yeah, no threat. Uh, but no, it's uh, other other medical uh, issues. But it's the same with Randall. Like, you know, Emily's already established her character and what her character is doing and what she wants to do with her life. And Randall's just like, oh, well, I went to college and I didn't really like it. So I dropped out and 
my dad didn't like it and I don't want to work for the rest of my life. And I'm like, okay, so, so I, I, I did like the fact that I started not liking Randall and thought he was a dick. And then when I wanted bad things to happen to him, by that point, I didn't want them to because mm. I'd kind of grown to actually start to like the guy. Well, we get a hint that something's probably going to happen to him when we get the oyster moment, when we see that something is moving in that oyster. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, he swallows it. And uh, they joke about how he, you know, used to eat them all when he didn't really know what they were and threw them up and... Yeah, no, don't do oysters, even if they're not fucking weird alien creatures from space. <laughs> um, but they, they realise they're out of alcohol um, and... Randall's just like, well, do, do any of you partake in edibles? And I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is going to go somewhere. Let's see where this goes. And he pulls out this big bar of chocolate that he's bought. And Emily's really questioning it. Like, are we sure we want to share some of this? You know, she's medicated. Something could go wrong, blah, blah. And I understand all the risks and things like that. But the fact that the Millers themselves are like, what do we do? Do we just chop it up? So I'm like hey, yeah, let's fucking get down. And so the next sequence, they've they've all had the edibles and they put some funky music on and Mitch is doing the dishes. But this is where the movie now goes, okay, sci-fi time. You know, weird shit's going to happen. And while Emily's talking, or, or, or Jane's talking to Emily, Emily kind of closes her eyes. And when she opens her eyes again, everyone's fucked off. Right. <laughs> left her sitting there with her yeah. eyes closed i'm like you didn't at least prod her and move her and stuff like that but, but she wanders outside and everybody outside is looking and noticing this weird kind of purple lit weird dusty i don't know all these like, particles just flowing yeah. across and they're like and she's like well something's come from the ocean or from the from the clouds or some kind of vapor yeah and it's blowing into the trees and uh eventually Jane kind of wanders out of the house on her own a bit yeah. later on in the night. And uh, we can see all these particles are kind of formed and growing something. It's it's blurry, but it's kind of very uh, kind of cosmic in its colouring as well. So yeah, all yeah, yeah. blue, light blue colours. And she wanders in there and, of course, she starts touching it. Because as you do in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the weird fog starts to come. I mean, you know as an experience film watcher you know with all this weird cosmic horror shit going on that this fog is not a normal fog and so when it does roll in you know emily starts complaining that there's a smell randall's pretty much passed out on the floor mitch has disappeared jane is wandering through the woods so they're all kind of interacting with the spores or whatever in their own little way and i, I was sat there like okay i can i know exactly where this is all going to happen and i know exactly who i would kill off in what order as the film has established it to me but I am interested how this film's going to go on such a small budget because visually I'm really enjoying myself. Oh yeah, I think the cinematography here is really, really nice. They've got some good composition, some good framing. Uh, it's just, you know, the content mm, of the yeah. of the story is just absent for the most part. Yeah. And so yeah, when the sci-fi aspect started to kick in, that's when my interest started to pick up. But I have to say, I was already bored. At this point, wow. right? Because it was 30 to 45 minutes of just some character stuff. Uh, you know, and I do like character stuff, yeah. but I also like the character stuff when the story is moving forward. Yeah. That first 45 minutes, there is no story. No. It's just some character interactions when they eat and get high and go wandering around in the dark when there's some weird stuff going on. Yeah, I got to admit, I had to keep telling myself to put my phone down 
You know, because wow. I was getting bored. I'm looking at the time. I'm then going to go check something. And I'm still listening to the phone because nothing's really happening. Yeah. And I'm just picking up the story. And then I'm like, no, put it down because something's going to happen. And if you miss it, you, you'll be annoyed. And I just kept, I, three or four times, I kept having to do, my, do that to myself. Especially over this period where, like, Emily passes out. Then Again. She, yeah, she, There's a lot of people passing out and crawling around on the floor and huddling around or not doing very much for the first hour. Well, it's the producer's house. They can't really fuck the place up, mate. They can't evil dead the shit out of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I get what you mean because, like, she, you know, she goes up the stairs, doesn't she, to, to find out what's going on because Mitch has gone off and found Jane. Um, and then when she goes upstairs... You can hear Jane violently being sick and vomiting, and Mitch does this weird look at her, and you close the door, and you could put it down to the marijuana, I suppose, but I'm like, fuck that shit. That's one of the annoying things about this film, is that, you know, like, from the moment they took the drugs, you're just like, well, that's it. Like, this whole film is not really happening. They're just on a fucking drug, you know, marijuana trip. You know, I don't think it's that effective. Yeah, no, no, it, de it definitely <laughs> but, wasn't that, yeah. yeah. It was the fact that... that like the next morning she wakes up and she wakes Randall up and she's just like, look, it's midday already. And he's like, oh man, why is it so hot? You know, oh, it's a beautiful day. We should go outside. But they, they're they complaining about something being in the air. They can, they can just feel it. Um, you know, Emily comes down the stairs and she finds Jane sat at the table again, much like she'd done the day before. But Jane is noticeably uh, affected. Yeah. You know, her skin's changed. I'm Give she it, doesn't talk. Her demeanor's changed. Yeah, I mean, give it to the to Marianne Nagao's uh, as an actress. She did really sell this. I'm consumed by something that's not earthly, and she kind of wanders off. Uh, I mean, here's another reason to 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 not like Randall very much is that <laughs> as she's struggling up the stairs, Randall just stands there and he just looks at her. Say, you all right? He just backs up against the yeah, wall. Yeah, he's like, help her up the stairs, come on. Uh, <laughs> they walk all the way down to the beach, don't they? They take this really nice path down. Yeah. And they're like, man, it's so hot. Where is everybody? What should we do? I'm just going to lie down. I'm like, neither of yeah, you have got any suntan back to sleep. lotion. Back to sleep. You <laughs> fall asleep on this beach for at least 30 minutes, you are going to burn what what the fuck are you even thinking and this is where randall kind of wakes up after a minute you know complaining about stomach cramps so immediately i was just like oh something's in you mate something's doing something and he wanders off and then all of a sudden mitch is there you know he literally came out of nowhere he sat next to emily and he's talking about how weird everything seems and where everybody is and that's the reason why him and jane like coming here because there was always something but it's so weird and it leads to one of my alter, one of my favorite moments of the entire film, where it, it well it coincides with Randall. He doesn't he? he Randall kind of goes up to the hot, the house, goes in to go toilet, and when he comes out, he can hear Jane in another room. So as he goes in to help her, it cuts back to Mitch and Emily, and you're like, oh fuck, I wanted to see what happened there. <laughs> and Mitch is just like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a swim. And it's just this one big wide shot. I, I don't know if it was Jake Webber, the actor, or it could have been a stunt double. It might be him for the first shot. Then it cuts back to Emily. Then it's probably back to the stunt person. Yeah. And yeah. you just watch this person just walk out. Not walk out and swim like a normal person would. They literally just kept walking and walking and walking until all of a sudden their head just disappeared. Yeah. 
And uh, Emily starts screaming out for him, but yeah. yeah, he's not he's not coming back. No, 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 no. But something's coming out of the water, though. <laughs> or it was just already there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it happened, because when we saw the wide shot, there was nothing there, and then all of a sudden, Emily's standing in it. Yeah. And it's pretty damn gross. I mean, it looks like a cross between a jellyfish and a Cornish pasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay. It's got tentacles. And I, at first, I thought it was jellyfish. Like, oh, she's been stung. And then she looked at her leg, and something crawled or burrowed its way into her foot so now she's freaking gross oh yeah it was <laughs> like you could see where the budget of the movie actually really went like if they were saving money on the location on how many actors uh they've got on set then they definitely took most of the money and put it into the prosthetics for what now we're seeing is affecting these people um and i did like the fact that she she's got to crawl all the way up the stairs to the beach house so when she gets up she actually makes the image that's yes, on, on the, the poster, poster. so it's like hey save some money <laughs> it's a great film. shot as well yeah yeah and uh, i mean the gross out n nature of this moment continues as well as she makes her way into the kitchen she finds this uh, purified like white vinegar <laughs> yeah pours it over her foot scream she grabs the knife she grabs the tongs we can see this little like thing. worm thing poking its head in and out as it's already made its way into her foot and yeah it's it's, it's horrendous it's yeah. horrible and the actress sells this really really well as she manages to eventually pull the whole thing out so we're like okay we're actually seeing kind some kind of like evolution of what this thing is from like the the vapors that were floating along yeah, yeah, to yeah. The things in the tree whatever it was she stood on uh like so we're like okay so whatever this parasite or molecule or whatever it is is now it's probably done what it did to the sea life the mm. you know the, the sea creatures that washed up on the shore whatever it's doing to the trees and now whatever it's doing to the people yeah now it's probably airborne right because ah. everyone's mentioning that they're breathing it they can smell it they can Yee. taste it um but it's so i think it's airborne so they're all infected anyway but also to a much larger degree we saw jane she obviously touched the stuff on the tree yeah so we imagine obviously we also saw randall consume the creature as well, so yeah, we yeah. imagine those ones would be affected much quicker. Uh, but no, also Mitch was like the first one to die. Yeah, like I, he, he, I couldn't tell what Mitch actually had wrong with him, other than he was feeling a little bit weird, and then he just decides to go for a swim. So the creatures made him go for a swim, or the director just ran out of money to pay Jake Weber anymore. <laughs> um, because we, you know, she, she. She's upstairs and she's kind of trying to get her shit together because she wants to get out. She can't find her boyfriend's keys. And I did like the fact that we then see Randall kind of blurred image in the background crawling away. And she comes out and she's like, Randall, what's wrong? And he's just like, oh, I was being, uh, you know, I was in the room with Miss, uh, with, with Jane. And Jane comes out of the room and her eyes are all covered in white. You know, she's blind. She's kind of like a zombie, but she's crawling. So she's kind of after some help. And they, Randall doesn't really go into explanation about what she did to him. Um, we just know that the two of them have to escape. And so they do. They escape out. Fucking Jane comes smashing out through that glass window, which I thought <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. Um, That's after she took a tumble down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. She's just, <laughs> this woman is not stopping. And um, they realize they haven't got the car keys anymore, so they can't get in the car. And they've got to keep moving. And then the fog rolls in again and starts to really consume everywhere around them. And Randall and, and Emily start to really be affected by the fog. They're coughing really badly. They're having trouble breathing. Randall's really struggling with whatever's in his stomach. He knows that there's something wrong. And they come across an abandoned police car, I think it is, or a beach car. Um, and she, Emily uses the radio to contact somebody. And we, you can barely hear it, really. Um, 
which works and doesn't work. Yeah. The audio was pretty bad, but the, the person on the radio was just like, get out, get indoor, uh, get indoors, get out of the fog, you know, stop breathing it, you know, uh, it's in, it's infectious, it's a parasite of some type. So I'm just like, well, how quick did they understand what was going on? Considering our characters were on the front line, so to speak, I was like, well, maybe... Oh, and we find out later on that it's actually gone global, this I, thing. I, yeah. Which is, I was just like, well, that quickly? Like, wh- like the entire ocean just spat these things out everywhere? Um, and then I was like, well, what's the science of this thing, really? I'm like, well, like, it's come from the bottom of the ocean. Like, you know, the surface is a completely different biodome to what's down there. How is this thing surviving? How is it adapting? Uh, we're not going to get any answers. The no, entire no, no, film no. Yeah. loves to play with the ambiguity of what ever it is and whatever it actually is doing yeah there is no explanation other than what we see uh, presented to us in the film which i'm kind of fine with because that again adheres to that lovecraftian nature yeah 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 so we do however get to see a kind of near i would say final evolution of what to expect you know human bodies to turn into yeah uh, when it's you know, undergoing this metamorphosis i suppose yeah because they break into this house to get out of the fog um and emily's trying to seal it all up randall's all fucked up upstairs and she opens up the basement which i was just like that's the last place i would fucking go into but it's the first one for her and she heads down there and she finds um, what, scuba tank diving gear there? Luckily, Emily had explained at lunch that she's trying to get her scuba diving, you know, license. So she knows how to use this stuff. Yay, movie. I mean, I don't know how this stuff works, but somebody has reported that, uh, considering she is supposed to be a diver, yeah. she uses the apparatus upside down. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh. It's the point where she's kind of twisting yeah. it. And then, the, then, you know, the oxygen starts to come out. So she starts breathing on it. And I'm like... Like you said, the science, if she's already ingested or breathed in a lot of these fucking spores, breathing in this oxygen is just literally just going to do shit other than make it easier to move around. I do have a small theory Mm. as to maybe why she is not succumbing like everybody else is. Okay. She's the only one in the movie we see smoking. Yes, that (laughs) is true. Maybe smoking is saving her life. That is true. Yeah, her lungs are so fucked up she can't breathe that well. Because the of. film definitely has a global warming going to kill us all, you know. Oh no, we're destroying the planet ourselves, which is why this thing is happening. It's a, it's going to wipe out humanity now and start over. <laughs> yeah, but the film's just like, with a smoker. <laughs> but I, I love that little bit with Jake Weber where she, he's like, hey, you're a scientist and you're trying to change the world. And she's like, yeah, I know, it's my only vice. So what are you going to do? Fucking kill me, bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Like, she's going to smoke herself to death and save the world at the same time. <laughs> But we do get the reveal of this corpse that is being consumed by this liquidated jellyfish man. Yeah, like, so is that one of the fish people that has... That's a human that's been infected and is undergoing, like, because he's got the grey eye. Well, actually, his eyes are kind of all... I know, it's hard to... That's what I was... So I was trying to figure out, because, you know, I was like, so is this what Jane's going to turn into? I think so, yes. You know, because... What is it doing to the guy on the floor? Because the guy on the floor... is dead. He's dead. He hasn't got any white eyes. Is he being used as a, a host? Is it eating him? We don't even see it long enough. Yeah. And she doesn't interact with it at any, you know, in, in any way that we get to actually understand it. She's literally... She's out of there. She fucking... She's back upstairs. But while we're... Uh, while she's been down there, Randall has been consumed by whatever's in him. And you kind of knew it was coming... 
But like we said, he, he'd been a bit of a dick, but I didn't think it was a good way to go. I mm. felt actually generally quite sad because the two of them, you know, in this serious situation, love had started to set in that she didn't want him to die. She didn't want him to be afraid. And he was like, I am terrified because I know I'm going to die. This is killing me. So that was kind of cool. Not a lot. But it was enough to make me go, oh, it's a shame this guy's going to get his head smashed in by the scuba diving gear. And guess what she does? She comes up and goes, oh my god, you're turned into a weird fucking alien. I have to smash her head in with the scuba diving gear. Well, she double taps. She does. <laughs> I mean, does she knock him out? Because I honestly expected the oh, yeah. blood smash all over the floor. Well, it's like you said earlier, though. You can't cause a mess in there. <laughs> sure, in somebody else's house, yeah. But then she finds some car keys, um, the, the owner of the house's car keys, and she grabs this, the, the breathing apparatus and she rushes out into the car and she's driving, but she can't see where she's going because the fog, fog is so thick. And then ultimately she ends up crashing, stumbling out of the car and falling into some water. So now you're like, oh, you're fucked. And I honestly thought that was it. That was going to be the end of the movie. And then it cuts to another shot of the ocean, much like we've seen from the beginning of the movie. And then I imagine there's a supermarket over the other side with a bunch of people in there being hauled up as the creatures are pressed up against the glass. <laughs> it's a precursor to the mist. Yeah, just got to wait for the military to show up with flamethrowers. Thomas Jane's like, ah! ah! <laughs> but no, she's crashed the car into a tree and somehow passed out again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she ends up waking up. I mean, the camera follows from this pond over this over the sand and then to the to the beach and there she is laying laying close to the shore. I honestly thought that was Mitch. I was like, oh, oh she's back. <laughs> Mitch has come back. Um, but no, it's it's Emily. She's lying there. Her eyes are all white. You know she's kind of consumed and she's telling herself, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. And then the water just comes up and the waves go put, recede and she's gone. Literally like the water just evaporated her, dissolved her, stole her body. I, I don't know, but that was the end of the movie. And I was like, ah. Yeah, I was uh, not impressed <laughs> with the ending. I was like, it's yeah, well, fine. This isn't, a face, this isn't an impressed face. This no. is more like a, ah, <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay. how we're going to do it. I mean, yeah, because like we hear on the radio that it's gone global, that it's an annihilation event. And I'm like, but like, is it really? Like, has it gone all the way across the desert? Like, has it hit every building? It's yeah. like, is nobody burning it with fire? Well, that's I don't it. Know. Immediately, I was just like, flamethrowers, yeah, right. nukes, sharp sticks. We're like... You're, this shit would never make it to Texas because they'd fuck that shit up. <laughs> right. You know, you try bringing that down to a neighborhood in fucking London and see how far you get as a fucking blind alien woman crawling <laughs> on the floor. You get your fucking head stomped. <laughs> but at the same time, if that fog has literally rolled properly in and people mm. have been infected, you're looking at like maybe four or five days and that's it. Everybody's wiped out. Not... I mean, I, I get why the radio is saying it because the movie's like, look, we've got to wrap this up. Right. Everybody's dead, Dave. Everybody's dead. <laughs> well, Ian, what were your favourite scenes? Uh, I really only had two favourite sequences. Um, the first one was when Jane wandered down into the woods and she saw all the weird spory blue shit on the trees. Like, high or not, if I see that shit, I'm gone. I'm not fucking walking up and touching it. And going, oh, that's kind of weird, you know, and then being enveloped by a fog and then turned up. No, I like, you see shit like that, you know it's wrong. The whole place is blue. 
Okay? It's not <laughs> supposed to be blue. In the Mouth of Madness taught me that it's not supposed to be blue. Uh, my other favourite shot was um, when, when Jake Weber, um, you know, play, who plays Mitch, you know, just takes his walk into the ocean. Uh, it, the way he built it up, he wasn't really there. And maybe it was his last kind of human, you know, ability to say, look, I'm going for a swim. And he just walked out. And I did like the the, the the look that the camera gave me, the bright sunny day, the beach, the water. You know, because once that head goes down, the waves are still going. And you kind of feel invited, but the ocean is a fucking haunting place. <laughs> right. Well, it also that makes me think like, okay, so this parasite, this creature, this whatever it is that's enveloping and taking these host bodies. Yeah. Does it want them all to return back to the ocean? Is it trying to turn them into aquatic life? I don't know. That's it, yeah. Like, like, again, it's just, you know, there, there's no answer. So yeah. you just kind of, like think about what it could be like yeah. what happens if it takes over somebody in the desert like are they going to survive and walk back to the older <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean those are two of my favorite scenes as well watching um watching mitch walk out into the water again the framing is great mm. uh just you know the scenery the colors uh so i think i don't know whether it was naturally that way but i think they've color coded the film yeah so it looks very vibrant in certain places uh so yeah i think the cinematography is really good there uh, and again, also Jane walking in the, into the woods, that's the real cosmic kind of, oh my God, the start of something strange. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I also really liked Emily, uh, you know, uh, stepping in the weird creature and then doing the operation in the kitchen. Yeah, That was yeah. very, very well done. Very gruesome and very uh, stomach churning to, to watch. Um, and of course, like, we only see one creature in its near final evolution, I suppose, and only on screen for a few seconds. That's it for the entire film. Like, we didn't not show you any of it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Um, but uh, it was quite memorable. And I think all of the effects in the film were done to a certain degree that uh, exceeded my expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, like, any acting moments throughout the entire film, uh, sadly, none. No. No. Ian. Do you recommend The Beach House? I kind of do. Like, if you've got an hour and a half and you fancy, a, a, like, a, a low-budget horror movie, which isn't too gross, but just enough to make you a bit squeamish, it's it's alright. Um, it kind of makes me think of, of The Happening um, with Mark Wahlberg, where the trees are trying to kill everybody. This is where the ocean is trying to kill everybody, you know? It's great that there's only four four uh, characters in the whole movie, so you don't have too much, you know, character development or character stories or history to really go into. But what you get isn't really enough to set these characters up to make you want to care. You know, Emily uh, Liana Liberato is your main lead. She's your Ripley. She's your Sarah Connor. She's got all the skills to try and save the world. Um, she doesn't. But, you know, you, you follow her. Like like Ari said, the surgery sequence that she in, she's in is is really quite good. The, the special effects for that stuff, the director knew that if the story wasn't good enough, he needed to make it gory in places, but not too gory. So he ruined the sets he was on, you know, and saved his money. Visually, he's got some flair, but I, I don't think I'll be seeing him writing and directing any other movies, unless he makes Beach House 2. <laughs> you know right. weekend at beach house or whatever <laughs> no i uh, i really can't uh, fully recommend the beach house as i felt uh, mostly underwhelmed with everything this horror film has to offer mm -hmm. and my biggest complaint would be the very slow plot development in that it was incredibly slow paced with 
uninteresting characters where nothing of real note happens until like the 45 minute mark uh, of the runtime. There was plenty of foreshadowing, building to the Lovecraftian reveal, but there just wasn't enough material to keep me interested. And when the film gains momentum, it was too little too late and I was already bored. <laughs> the acting all round was just fine. Nothing really bad. Uh, while Jake Weber was pretty decent and the standout here. The effects were very well done. Used sparingly and to good effect was rather disgusting in some parts. So I quite enjoyed that. The cinematography, as we've said, was pretty good. Uh, great framing and composition with some good colour grading. It made some shots very striking. I also want to mention the lack of music throughout the entire film oh, yeah, was yeah. a really good choice. It really helped build an uneasy tension. You know, the silence was creepy and unnatural and it worked very well for this film. So... Yeah, severely bad pacing, long drawn out filler scenes early on. It just killed this one for me in that it was, you know, if it was a 45 minute Twilight Zone or Black Mirror episode, I think I'd enjoy it so much more. Mm. Uh, but I'd also say you might enjoy this. Like it's a small independent indie horror movie. Um, I didn't hate it, uh, but I would be reluctant to recommend it. Wish you were here. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. Don't be scared. Don't be scared.